Welcome to episode number 10. We are in we are finally in double digits here on the Outside Scoop podcast. I'm Dustin Stortzman, joined alongside the 2019 Expedition League GM of the Year and future GM or future Hall of Famer uh, in the Expedition League, Jackson Bruce. Jackson, how are you feeling today, man? I'm good, man. Just uh, hanging out. I had lunch with your roommate. He bought me a taco. You know, he texted me and he said, I'm no longer his dad and now you are. I'm not his dad. And he said that you're his dad now. Dude, so. he's 22 years old. He needs to grow up. He's a grow <laughs> you would up. Think. You would think, huh? <laughs> yeah, so you, are you rocking the hooey hat today? No. Well, yes. No, wait, wait, hold on. I don't even know what hat I have on. Let me check. Let me check. We're back with the Ariat again. Man, Ariat. that your brand now or what? Ariat is taking over. I have a Colorado Buffaloes t-shirt on. There you go. And some and one shorts. There you go. Today. What, like what are you rocking? I'm I'm rocking khakis and a black polo. You're uh, always just you're always so professional with it. I have to be. I show I'm up making to work, sales like typically in sweatpants in a hooey hat in my Ariat jacket. You're always dressed up, slacks, belt on, you know, nice pullover. You know, you're always looking good, man. I appreciate that. Now I'm looking really good with my haircut and stuff. It's good. I'm you feeling your good. Beard shaved. Oh yeah. Like you're you're feeling good. You're looking good, and you've got a big weekend ahead of you. But we've yeah. already talked about that. So yeah. Shout out Jillian. We'll see you Saturday. Dude, big time, big time. Well, let's get into our let's get into our topics today. We've got some good buzzwords for you. Uh, some great WWIDs, and then Short Stack is back with us, which I know the entire audience is going to be excited for that one. Um, we'll see where he's at and and what he's hauling, then we'll move on to some goaded topics, and uh, that, that'll be the podcast for today. So let's get right into it with our buzzword, our first story, Jackson. Um, the Houston Texans, Laramie Tunsil. Well, he's going to mint his draft night gas mask video into an NFT. It's just going to be one NFT, a one and done. And uh, he's going to donate a portion of his proceeds of that uh, to a charity. Now, if you guys don't know um, the whole backstory to this, basically uh, his his Twitter account got hacked. Someone posted a video of uh, him in a gas mask, basically, you know, just having a good time during draft nights. And uh, now he's going to turn that into an NFT. If you don't know what an NFT is, it's it's kind of it's not you know it's a non fungible token. To explain, yeah. Um, so he's going to do that. It's going to be one of one, and a portion of those proceeds are going to go to uh, I believe people who were like put in jail or prison for marijuana charges. Yep, it's going to benefit the Last Prisoner Project, which supports those incarcerated for cannabis offenses. Yeah. So. Jackson, what's your buzzword for this? Oh, man, I I have a whole phrase I want to use, but I would say it's genius. Uh, for for Mr. Tunsil, this actually like cost him a lot of money back in, what was it, 2016? Yeah. Yeah, back in 2016, this cost him a lot of money. Uh, he was supposed to be a real high draft pick. He slid down the draft board, ended up at number 13. So now he's probably going to make some of that money back. I mean, it, I'm I'm not interested in NFTs. I know some people are. I, I don't get the hype. But man, if I had the money, I'd think about owning the original one of one of him smoking weed out of a gas mask. So I think it's genius for Mr. Tunsil. And also the other thing I like about it is he's he's donating to a charity that actually benefits people who are in prison for cannabis offenses, <laughs> which. Which just makes the, it just puts the cherry on top of the story, I think. 
Yeah, I, I'm with you. My buzzword is amazing. I think it's awesome um, that that he wants to do this. And I think we're in a day and age now where marijuana isn't as big of a deal um, as, as it used to be in, you know, in terms of, you know, there, there are states that have legalized marijuana. There's some states on the edge of, of uh, legalizing marijuana. And I think there's just been um, a whole different viewpoint on the outlook of marijuana compared to even what, 10 years ago, you know? So um, I think it's awesome. And uh, you know, I, I shout out to him for doing this and, and giving some of those proceeds to, um, to help prisoners who, uh, who were jailed for marijuana charge. I think that's an awesome thing and shout out to him for doing this. And we'll, we'll see how much the NFT gets because you never know. I believe Jack Dorsey had like his first tweet, um, was NFT'd and they sold it for like millions of dollars. And then someone had just bought it for like in the hundreds. So NFTs are, a are a wild thing right now. Some people love them. Some people hate them. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how much he actually gets for that. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see. And speaking of things that go for millions of dollars, we're going to talk about baseball cards next. Uh, so a damaged T206 Honus Wagner card sold for $1.5 million at an auction. So what this is, is it's, it's considered authentic and altered. So I'm looking at it right now, and it's a, it was graded by PSA, uh, which is um, one of the big grading companies. Essentially, you grade your cards to make sure that it's <coughs> like the best condition possible. So the better condition, the better grade it gets. It gets to be more valuable. Well, this Honus Wagner is not even graded because it was uh, altered. Uh, it's got three sides cut off of it, and it's only got his name side left, like when it comes to the borders. And um, it's uh, considered authentic, so they authenticated it. So it's a real one. It's just one of the ugliest ones you can get. Uh, and to put this in perspective, the highest, the all-time record for a sports card when it comes to um, a price on it was $6.6 million, and it was also the same card, but it was in a condition of three. So it's the best-conditioned graded Honus Wagner, and it sold for $6.6 million. My, I want to hear your buzzword on this crazy amount of money spent on a baseball card. Well, that that was going to be my buzzword right there, crazy. Um, because not only are you uh, spending an insane amount of money on this baseball card, you like you're also in a situation where you can't damage it any more than what it already is, right? Like if you mess this up even more, it might be it might not be valuable anymore. And so taking that gamble, taking that risk, and spending a lot of money on a card that's already would you say a three out of ten? No, it's not even. It didn't or even get graded. Worse than that it's worse than a three out of ten. Yeah, it's authentic. It's altered. So they actually couldn't even grade it because it was altered because the sides were cut off it. Okay, yeah. So so I mean, literally, if if one more thing happens to it, it might just be invaluable at this point. So, um, dude, there's no chance. Even if I had the money, am I spending it on a Honus Wagner card? Um, I know like I, I was looking at like the top 10 number two is a 1952 tops uh, Mickey Mantle card that sold for like $5.2 million. Yeah. Um, and then there was a Babe Ruth rookie card that sold for like 1.3 million or something along those lines, man. That, it's so crazy. I, I guess if I were to compare NFTs to something, it would probably be, you know, sports cards. So um, man, that's, that's insane. I just know I, I would not be able to spend the money on something that is, 
in that poor of condition. I know it's a Honus Wagner card, but, but uh, it's just crazy to me. Yeah, and this is the thing. What's, what's gotten crazy is also NFTs and baseball cards have a lot of crossover appeal, so a lot of people do both. Um, and I am a card collector myself, so this card is in it. It's encased now, so nothing's going to happen to it unless somebody, like, throws it around. But um, my word for it would be, uh, I would say I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a phrase, and it's to the moon. Because that's what sports cards are doing right now. Uh, for Since the pandemic started, sports cards have gone crazy, dude. Like, I got a Sabrina Ionescu uh, autograph card out of a WNBA box. And I got it graded. It got a nine and a half, and I sold it for a thousand dollars. Ooh! And that came out of a twenty dollar box. Like people are paying crazy money for sports cards, and it seems like all the time there's a new record at this point for how much a card sells for. Like I know, and I've met some guys on Twitter who've got like crazy, crazy sports cards. Uh, I there was one guy who sold a Michael Jordan rookie card for a hundred thousand dollars on Twitter. And the guy who bought it owns a card shop in Kentucky and actually flew out to California to get the card and make the transaction in person. Oh, yeah. You have to, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've sold quite a few cards online on Twitter, and you got to do really small stuff. I think the most I've ever sold... I actually sold the Ionescu on Instagram. Um, really? Oh, uh, yeah. So it, it, there's a lot of social media presence with that. I've also seen a guy who owns a one-of-one one Mike Trout rookie card. And I think he get, he said he gets offered like hundred thousand dollars for it all the time. He says no. Oh my goodness, man, that's insane. He says, yeah, he's like, it's gonna be worth more than that someday. So it's crazy to think because I have, I mean, boxes of baseball cards, and I don't know if they're worth anything or not. I have no idea. It would take me days to go through all the baseball cards that I have. But just to think that I might have something that's worth, you know maybe a hundred a couple hundred dollars or something like that because when i was a kid i would go to garage sales and i would buy baseball cards mm-hmm. that was like my big thing i would just buy huge boxes of baseball cards and uh, i have them stored in my in my garage somewhere or it may be in my closet but i just have litters of uh of baseball cards so i need to go through them sometime and actually take the time to to search up some of these cards and see if they're worth anything but man that's that's insane. Bring them to me. Amount of money. Bring them to me. I'll check them out for you. I'll let uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. You'll probably you'll probably slip some in your pocket. Oh, yeah. That, oh, this is all you had. This Mickey Mantle 1952 rookie card. Oh, it's not worth anything. I was watching what was it? Um, oh, I can't remember what show it was. It might have been Shit's Creek. Um, and they were talking about I can't. I don't quote me if it was that show or a different one. Um, but they were they were looking at baseball cards like old ones, and they're like, oh, Mickey Mantle. 1952. Oh, this is his rookie card. He wasn't even famous yet, and then they threw it away. Oh, <laughs> I funny. love that. Let's go into our next uh, buzzword topic, and that is Megan Fox and MGK. I feel like they're always in the news. Um, well, this time it's it's a little disturbing to say the least. Megan Fox said in, said in a new cover story interview with Glamour UK that she and her fiance Machine Gun Kelly drink each other's blood for ritual purposes. Uh, so she's quoted in saying, so I guess to drink each other's blood might mislead people. 
or people are imagining us with goblets and we're like Game of Thrones drinking each other's blood. She said it's just a few drops, though. But yes, they do consume each other's blood on occasion for ritual purposes. What type of ritual purposes are you drinking your significant other's blood? That's my big question. But uh, Jackson, what's your buzzword for this? This is like, this is just strange, man. I'm going to use strange. And I'm and uh, from what I understand, they celebrate new moons and full moons, and then they consume like a couple of drops of each other's blood. I don't know what their religious background is, and we live in a country where you have the right to your religion. I don't I don't know if this is religious or like a lifestyle type thing. I'm not drinking anyone's blood though, dude. Like, look at MGK. Just look at that man. Like, that guy's had more needles put in him. Like, and I'm not even making a drug reference. I'm making, like, tattoos, piercings, everything, man. He's just gotten so weird since he's gotten with Megan Fox. Like, this guy used to be one of my favorite rappers, dude. He did Lace Up. That album was fantastic with Wild Boy on it. And so many good songs from that album. And now he's just a very interesting individual. And I, I don't know if I would trust his blood at all. Well, I mean, listen, with, with the amount of stuff they've done together, I mean, does it even matter at this point? They're drinking each other's blood. They've, they've done enough now. They're, they are each other at this point. They, I mean, they are. They, they're like, it's, it's like Alan in The Hangover when he wanted to be blood brothers, you know? Right. They're, they're, this is like serious. They're blood married. They are blood married. They even had vials of each other's blood, like his necklaces. Like, I don't, I just don't understand that. And like, my is mom. That, is that just love? Is that what love is, Jackson? I've never actually experienced, well, I thought I was in love a couple times, but I don't think I really was. Is this what love is like? Oh, man. The only time I've ever seen my significant other's blood is like after a bloody nose or like in the bathroom garbage can like i don't i'm not looking to see my significant other's blood let alone taste it and like have you ever gotten like a bloody lip your blood doesn't taste good no no it doesn't i actually got i had a bloody lip the other day i hit myself in the face and uh you don't even want to know the story i I want to know the story now i was swinging my phone charger and i hit myself in the face with a box oh you got you got boxed huh I got boxed by myself. Oof. Oh, it hurt. It cut my lip open, dude. I was bleeding. That does not taste very good. I'll tell you that. It doesn't taste very good. I wouldn't recommend it. No, um, I don't think I don't think anybody recommends you consuming another person's blood. My my buzzword for this is deranged. It's deranged. They are deranged, man. This gives me like some Twilight movie stuff, and I don't like it. I'm not. I, I don't like the vibe. I'm not into vampires. You know, they're one of my biggest fears, and uh, I, I don't like the vampire vibey, you know, whatever that's going on between MGK and Megan Fox. And by the way, Megan Fox was like my first celebrity crush. Um, I, I used to be in love with Megan Fox. But dude, she is fine, dude. dude she is Transformer so movies? Whew. She is so fine. She's a beautiful human being. Still is to this day. But to now this I day. don't think I could, you know, if the opportunity was there, I don't think I could... I don't think I could take it at this point. No, like if she came up and was like, hey, Jackson, I want to marry you. And I'd be like, well, you you drank Colson Baker's blood. I'm I'm good. <laughs> you drank Colson's blood. I'm not even calling him MGK. You drank Colson's blood. I can't do this. He doesn't deserve it. Speaking of blood, 
Uh, Casey Anthony, who is known for uh, being a suspected murderer of her child, unfortunately. Uh, very sad case. Uh, but she is now going to speak her truth on a documentary. She's been waiting 14 years to tell about how she didn't kill her daughter, even though everybody in the world thinks she did. I don't know if you know much about this case, Dustin, but this case was very interesting. Like they found blood in the, in the trunk. They found like, and she said that she took him to planet Hollywood and said that she worked there and she took him around for like hours. And then finally it was very clear. She didn't know where anything was. And she was like, yeah, I don't actually work here. Like she just lied and lied and lied. And, uh, in Florida, they, they don't ever convict killers. I'm surprised they convicted Ted Bundy. Uh, and she did not get convicted. And everybody still to this day thinks that she killed her daughter. So now she's going to tell her truth. By the way, her lawyer is uh, Jose Baez. Do you know Jose Baez? Um, uh, I want to say I'm familiar with the name, but then again, I... He's, he's a very high-profile lawyer. He actually defended Aaron Hernandez. Uh, okay. And he okay. got Aaron Hernandez off on the on two of the murder charges. Um and then of course Aaron Hernandez had taken his own life and that's why he got off of the last murder charge. So he's actually technically not a convicted killer anymore. Um but Jose Baez is very good at what he does and he got Casey Anthony off. So my, my I want to know your buzzword uh for what this documentary could possibly be. Uh oh, man uh, I'm just going to say mad, like just not in the sense of like, I'm mad, but just like mad, mad isn't crazy. Isn't insane is wacky. Cause you, you have no idea what's going to happen. I was still pretty young at the time that the Casey Anthony trial and all that stuff, um, unraveled, but I know a little bit about the, the situation and I love watching. So my mom, my sister and I are really big into like Dateline NBC. Oh yeah. Uh, 2020, you know, stuff like that. I love watching, you know, documentaries about murders and, and stuff like that. I Call me crazy. Call me whatever. Um, I'm actually excited to watch this documentary, though, because uh, I, like you said before, everyone in the world knows that she's guilty except for that jury. And um, so it'll, it'll be interesting to hear her side. For some reason, I have like this weird mindset where I like hearing the perspective of the killer. Like when someone does a mass shooting, I want to know the mindset behind why they did that. Is that, is that weird? No, I'm the same way. Actually. I love murder mysteries. I watch forensic files as a kid all the time. Um, I love the ID channel dateline 2020, all that. Um, I like to get in the mind of somebody that I can't truly understand. Yes. And so that's why I get really interested in it. Um, and for this case, for this documentary, I'm going to say it's going to be explosive. Ooh, explosive. This case was huge, Dustin. It had at least, it was a media circus and it had at least 40 million people watching at least some of the testimony, according to Nielsen research. And like there was 40 million people. You thought like the, um, the Gabby, uh, Petito case was big. This thing was huge. It was, and it was just insane. She, in fact, after this all happened, she was offered a book deal, uh, a deal to pl- pose in Playboy. Like just, it was just insane what this, what this lady, uh, 
uh, got for attention and stuff. And this, the case is just really sad, unfortunately, but it's going to be a very interesting documentary. And I'm, I'm hoping that we kind of see how the legal system in Florida works, because apparently there's no rules down there. Florida is, <laughs> if I had to compare it to like a movie, it'd be the perch for me. <laughs> like anything goes in Florida. Anything man. goes in Florida. You hear all these crazy stories. Like ninety percent of the headlines that we talk about come out of Florida. I'm not joking. Ninety percent come out of Florida. It's just if you just want to go somewhere where nothing matters and you can do whatever you want and get away with it, Florida is the place to be. Yeah, it, it, you're right. And I I've been there before uh, when I was a kid. But it's your favorite vacation spot. It is. It's your favorite vacation spot. So you it you is. know more about Florida than me. Florida Florida's a wild time. But it is a good uh, it's a wild time. It can be a good time. It can be a bad time as well. I mean, you know you don't know what you're getting when you go to Florida. That's all I'm gonna say. You also don't know what you're getting when you go into WWYD. Ooh, good transition. Ah yeah. Should I get I'll get us started. I'll get us started on some WWYD. Welcome to WWYD, everyone. That was such a smooth transaction, I felt no, like I should no, probably I, I felt good. like I should probably let the people know that we're actually into WWID now. Anyway, so um, in Poland, the police responded to a mall to relocate a Eurasian elk that had found its way on the rooftop parking lot of this mall, dude. This moose is just roaming on a rooftop parking lot. Police learned that while they're on their way to the reported location, the animal had made its way to the shopping center and was spotted in a parking area on the roof of the building. Officers summoned a veterinarian to the scene and the elk was safely sedated. Officials said the animal was transported to a local forest area and released. My question for you, Dustin, is what is the weirdest place you found something? All right, listen to this. So, um, you know, I, I've actually, I've seen like go goats climb up. Goats will climb up anything, right? Yeah. We've had our goats climb up on top of the barn before. And things like that, but an elk—that—that's just—that's crazy to me. Uh, how how do you even get up there? Um, so here's a story, true story, by the way. My uncle has a uh, a work phone, right? He has a work phone and a personal phone, and, and the work phone's just like a little flip phone, right? It's just just so you can take calls and you know nothing more. Just a just a simple flip phone. Well, um, he has goats, right? Yeah, he has goats. Goats will eat anything literally anything well one day we were out there corralling the goats up because he he had i mean hundreds at the time like the goat farm i'm talking lost his lost his cell phone right his, his work phone the little flip phone yep a goat ate it and he found parts of the phone in the goat's poop <laughs> not joking not oh, joking no. dude 100 percent true story found it in the goat's poop and uh that's gotta be one of the weirdest <laughs> one of the weirdest stories and uh the weirdest places to find your lost cell phone dude oh man that had to hurt the goat oh man but they eat anything dude like if 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 you live out in the country man and you're like you don't have anywhere to throw your trash at, just throw it in the goat's pen man I, I don't advise you to do that, but like they will literally eat anything. That's just that's insane, dude. I I actually didn't know that. I I've never really grew up around goats, so I didn't know they just eat whatever they feel like eating. I know that pigs eat people. We we have a big we have a big uh, spotted goat. He's like black and white, 
His name's Peanut, and he loves blue Gatorade. That's like his thing. And he'll like suck on your finger and everything. Like like he was bottle fed until he was almost a year old. I don't know what the people before us were doing with him, but he got used to like drinking out of a bottle Mm -hmm. and he loves blue Gatorade and he'll try to suck on your finger. Anytime you like go in to feed them, he'll like try to suck on your finger because he thinks he thinks it's a bottle. Huh. I'll, I'll send a picture. We'll have to post on the Twitter page. You got my picture last night of my senior banner. Yeah, we saw that on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have to, right? I, I think so. I think so. Yeah. So uh, the weirdest place I found something, I, I was at a campground one time and I was hanging out with my cousins. It was a KOA campground. I can't remember where it was. Um, and But these places had like pinball machines and like the claw machines and stuff. And I actually won something in the claw machine, right? So I go to retrieve it and a bat comes out. No way. Bat came out of this thing and I did not ask for that prize, dude. I got like <laughs> a I got like a teddy bear or something. I can't remember what, but that bat, dude, I opened the, the little door and this bat just came flying out. Oh no, I don't like bats either, man. Oh, it scared the crap out of me. But I was like, how does that how did he get in there? Is my question. Right. Like, did he because they're blind or whatever. Maybe he flew into that door so hard that it opened up and he ended up trapped in there. That could, that could have been... Because, like, what are the odds that he flies in there when someone's getting a toy out or something? Right, and they didn't notice. Right. What or if the they odds? did notice, they're just like, ha-ha, sucker, where's the next one? <laughs> I, our next story, our next WWYD, uh, this mother, she wasn't a picture of her kids, right, Jackson? Yeah, a picture of the family, you know, right around Easter time. And uh, she gets a picture of her family posted on Facebook. Well, um, her son was wearing a shirt that said, man, I love frogs on it. Right. M-I-L-F. <laughs> MILF. Yeah, MILF. That means, man, I love frogs, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what his shirt read. And, uh, and and so she posted on Facebook because she thought it was a she thought it was a great photo. Well, people started commenting. Family members started commenting with the laughy emoji and like pointing out a shirt and all of this. And so the mother goes to her daughter and is like, why is everybody laughing at his shirt? All it says is, man, I love frogs. <laughs> and the daughter's like, mom, you have to be joking, right? And she goes, no, isn't that what it means? Like, that's what a shirt says. Like, that's what MILF has to represent. Well, uh, <laughs> As most of our audience knows, and as we know, that's not exactly what MILF means. And if you want to know what MILF means, you can look it up because we unfortunately cannot tell you on this podcast. Put in, um, But put in MILF meaning in Google. Do not just put yeah, MILF. You're yeah, going to yeah, end yeah. up with stuff you don't want on your computer. Right. Yeah. Look up MILF meaning. Yeah. Jackson's right. Make sure to do that if you're going to look it up. Um, but anyway, so the daughter has to break the news to... Um, her mom what milf means and she ends up freaking out so uh jackson my question for you what abbreviation um you know growing up or finding out about did you not know about or or you didn't know the true meaning behind yeah so um mine is actually like a reverse i thought it meant something worse than what it actually was so like ftw means for the win um, in fact, a lot of people use it and it's very common knowledge now, but back when I was in high school, I thought it meant F the world. <laughs> and I was wondering why all these people were so angry. 
at the world, man. Like all my friends, they, something cool would happen and they'd be like, FTW. I'm like, why do you hate the world so much? I thought everybody around me was like emo and stuff. Maybe that was because in high school I just hung out with weird people. I don't know. Maybe I thought everyone was emo. But yeah, I I thought FTW was F the world, not for the win. So um, not quite as funny as as MILF, but, uh, you know, it, I definitely was wondering why people were so angry. I love that. I love that. Did you go through an emo phase? In no. High school? No, I did not. I I loved some emo music. Not like not like really hardcore. I wasn't into like Devil Wears Prada or anything like that. But I like Hollywood Undead where like half the time they're partying, half the time they're killing themselves. Well, right. I mean, sometimes <laughs> they're rapping. The both worlds, right? Sometimes they're rapping. Sometimes they're jumping off buildings. I don't know what's coming up next with Hollywood Undead. Like you can listen to a whole entire Hollywood Undead album. You'll be like, what is going on? One minute they're like, yeah, got all these girls. I got all these drugs and stuff. Then the next they're like, why does my girlfriend hate me? It's amazing. <laughs> so, uh, my abbreviation is actually WTF. When I was younger and I, you know, I heard WTF, the way that I understood it was, wow, that's fun <laughs> instead of what the F. So I was like running around as a 12, 13 year old, just yelling WTF when something fun would happen. Like we'd be at the zero gravity, like the trampoline park. And I'd be like, WTF, like when we do something fun. Mm -hmm. And I was like yelling it. And finally someone was like, why are you saying, you know, what the F? And I'm like, that's not what that means. It's, it's what's like, wow, that's fun. Well, I uh, quickly found out that the WTF does not mean, wow, that's fun. So My like, story was pretty boring too, but like when something bad would happen to somebody and they say WTF, like, did you just think they were being like sarcastic? Yeah. Like somebody yeah, steps like, wow, in some dog fun. crap and they're like WTF. And you're like, that's not that fun, but I guess. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's exactly my mindset. And it, it went on for like a couple weeks. <laughs> you were just WTF, just WTF and everywhere. Was, wow. That's fun. Just everything. WTF there and everywhere. Dude, I bet everyone was like, he really wants to swear right now, doesn't he? Dude, yeah. Like what's this guy? Like, cause I, I didn't say my first cuss word until I was probably oh i was like 17 dude i did not oh, cuss toss 17 dang. years old look at you goody two shoes yeah no it, it dude if i ever cussed around my mom i wouldn't be here recording the podcast right now oh dude when like, i was 13 i'd be like f this f that i thought i was really cool but it, whenever adults were around i'm like i can't say that i'm not yeah, you can't say that. i'm not that cool i can't i can't get in trouble for this <laughs> our um our last story today um th this is actually a crazy story Chaos broke out at a wedding. Guess where, Jackson? Guess what state this wedding took place in? Uh, Florida. Yes, you're wow. exactly right. Uh, chaos broke out at a wedding in Florida back in February when a bride and her caterer secretly spiked the food with marijuana. Yes. Now they're both facing felony charges. And apparently the groom was not involved. So my question for you, Jackson, is... Does this warrant a divorce? If you're the groom in this situation, you didn't know that this was happening. Um, are you getting a divorce? Oof. I don't know, man. Uh, part of me would divorce her on a moral ground, but also part of me would divorce her and be like, well, why don't you invite me into the, into the fun? Is he more fun than me? Why can't I be 420 friendly? You know, she must think I'm a, she must think I'm a nerd that I wouldn't get in get in deep with this i don't know i would i get a divorce i probably would i 
I mean, you can't be drugging people. You just can't do that. And then it would make me wonder when I was getting drugged. You know? Right. That would be the scary part. It's like, uh, you know, she's if it's marijuana or whatever, I probably would be like, whatever. I, I'd just be loopy. But, like, who knows what she's spiking. I watched, we talk, dude, we just talked about crime shows. I've watched so many crime shows where somebody just little by little drugs somebody's drink until they fall over and die. Like, that's what I'm scared that she would do. So, yeah, I guess I would divorce her. How could, you, how could you ever trust your significant other again, knowing that she did this and didn't even tell you about it? Like, didn't even let you in on the plan, man. Like, yeah, There's hey, no I'm going to make everybody consume marijuana. <laughs> Isn't that going to be funny? This is going to be great. This is going to be the best wedding ever. Everyone's just going to be messed up. WTF. Wow, that's fun. You <laughs> yeah. know? Wow, that's fun, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, dude, there's no way, especially with, you know, how my love life has been recently, there's no way I can trust this woman ever again in my entire life. I think I would start off with, like, separation, and I'd have to take a step back be like, okay, is this worth getting a divorce? I thought this woman was the, was the love of my life, but now she – didn't tell me that she spiked our food with marijuana and um, I'm never going to be able to trust her again. And then I think that would lead to me and like divorcing her. There's no way I could stay with her after this. That's just, it's too big of a deal. It's too big of a deal for me. Yeah. I, I think that, I think it would be unsafe. I think it would be it would unsafe. Be, it would definitely be unsafe. She could spike you with anything at that point. Well, in just a few moments, we're going to get on the line with Short Stack, and he's going to let us know where he's uh, where he's at and what he's hauling. But before we do that, Jackson, do you want to uh, talk to the audience a little bit? Yeah. Why haven't you guys sponsored the podcast yet? I'm still waiting, and I'm still here. Open ears. 605-224-8686. Give me a call. Ask for Jackson. I'll help you with any of your marketing needs especially with the podcast, anything you like. If you want on the radio, if you want on the website, if you want on the pod, if you want to do digital marketing and have the ads on, the, on any website, I can help you with that too. Again, my number is 605-224-8686. Hit me up. Welcome back to everybody's favorite topic or uh, segment of the podcast. It's where are you at? What you hauling? Short Stack is back with us this afternoon. Short Stack, where are you at? And what are you hauling? Well, boys, I'm over here or up here in South Dakota going across I-90 westbound. Westbound. Coming, Coming this way. Yes, sir, until I get to 81, and then I'm going south. <laughs> All right. What, what are you hauling today? I'm hauling ass, boys. I'm hauling ass. <laughs> no, I got, a, I got a load of, right now I got a load of uh, sailboat fuel on. Yep. Okay. Sailboat. All right. I love that for you. Um, so that means, uh, that, mean, that means I'm empty, Dustin. Sailboats does that mean you're empty? <laughs> Sailboats don't take fuel. It's air. <laughs> Blinker fluid so too. Stack, I I heard you have a, a crazy story for us today. Is that true? A crazy story about you I, meeting someone potentially, or no? About no. You must have thinking of a tall stack or something. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> wrong, wrong short stack. What's your story for us today? Oh, my story today. Oh, let's see. I had a good one. I was thinking of a good one earlier. Uh, You've told everybody that I coach baseball, right? Oh, you know what? We have mentioned that you've coached baseball before. Yes. Okay, that's cool. 
Well, I won't tell a story about that. Um, yeah, I will tell a story about baseball, Dustin. Okay. So, in my prime of my life, I started coaching Pony League Baseball in Silver Creek, Nebraska. And I had this team. And they were they were a pretty salty team. And But I had the center fielder. The center fielder, he wore number three. And this kid, he could track a fly ball like it was a website on Pornhub. <laughs> but we, we used to call him Mr. Holiday. And anyway, one day we were in a, we were playing our, our, our in, I don't know if it's not in county, in, inner school rival, I guess it would be Genoa. And they had their, what would be closest they'd ever get to a Dominican on the mound. And I mean, this kid was fast. He was fast. He, he could throw heat and he could run like a gazelle in the Savannah desert. Is there gazelle in the Savannah I, desert? I don't know. Ja- but Jackson, if, do you know? If the, I, I, if I'll was, Google. He would run them. <laughs> if, if there was, he would run them. Check the no nipple desert. <laughs> Gazelles anyway, in the Savannah. Anyway, I had this number three center fielder. Wasn't exactly the fastest kid, but he was. He had a good first move, and he was smart on the bases. And he was he was playing third, or he was on third base. And we had, I think I don't remember if we were down a run, or this was to tell, or he was the the tying run. But we had two outs. It was bottom of the last inning. Or no, yeah, bottom of the last inning, and. Uh, the kid that was up the bat, let's just say I didn't have much confidence in. As a coach, I it's a sad story to tell. But anyway, so I told said number three to, uh, you're going to steal home, buddy. You're going to take all the glory home. And he said, coach, the pitcher's fast. That's Jack Reed. I'm like, I don't care if it's Nolan Ryan. You're going to steal home with a little bit of argument, but not much, but because he, he did exactly what his coaches told him to do. He took, he took his lead. The pitch was up. Oh, wait, no, that'd be basketball. The shot is up. The, the pitcher winds up and he takes his secondary lead. And I don't know if it was a ball or a strike, but the catcher was lollygagging. Started throwing it. No. How did this go? Uh, he stepped off. And oh, tried yeah, he stepped. Yeah. He, he did. He, he stepped off, and he, he was coming he was com- coming for this base runner. And I said, go. Go. And number three took off for home, and this pitcher who had legs of a gazelle and the leap of a lion took after him. And number three slid in. There was a cloud of dust. The, cl- the dust settled. Umpire called safe. I don't know who the umpire was, but he called it safe. And we won the game. And Jackson, would you like to know who this number three was? 
Yeah, I do. I think I know who it was, but I want to hear who it was. This number three was your very own Dustin Stortzum. It was. <laughs> it was. Jackson, I was a killer center fielder. Killer. Not a lot he of was. speed. Not a lot of speed, but I'm an in-game leader. And uh, Andy's right. I could track down a fly ball like no other. Jim Edmonds. There's not a – yeah, yeah. That's a good comparison. I'd say, I'd say Lorenzo Cain, but we'll – <laughs> I was we'll going to say that too. <laughs> you guys both wish you were uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. Oh, my God. <laughs> this guy. Can't hit. We can you play an incredible center field. You pure trappers. Who you is Jackie Bradley Jr.? <laughs> Who is Jackie Bradley Jr.? He's the Red Sox uh, right fielder. 2018 ALCS that, MVP. Is that a hockey team? The Red Sox? <laughs> I don't remember them. Oh, man. <laughs> it's all right, Short Stack. You like the second best team in Missouri. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I am westbound in South Dakota, sir. Uh, come on down. Uh, who's the first best? Uh, Saint, we already the, know the first best team in, Saint Lu- or the, in Missouri. The That's Gateway Lu- Grizzlies. Oh, yeah. The Gateway Grizzlies. Missouri Tigers. (laughs) Mizzou Tigers, baby. Ian Kinsler. So, short stack, we actually have a question for you today. Okay. Uh, One of our topics um, was about an elk that was found on the rooftop of a mall, right? So, our question for you today is, where's the weirdest place (laughs) you have found something? Did you say an elf or an elk? (laughs) Both. An elk, though. An elk. I was like elf on the shelf <laughs> did, did you hear did so you hear your question i did i'm okay. sorry i interrupted so no, you're good will you forgive me yes okay the weirdest place i have ever found it well the first time i found it there it was weird after that it was <laughs> normal but i woke up in the morning one time i couldn't find my cell phone and for the life of me, I couldn't find it. And I don't know if the battery was dead or whatever. I had my wife calling it. And couldn't hear it. Couldn't hear it. And I gave up. And I went to make some breakfast. I opened the refrigerator. And lo and behold, there is my cell phone in the refrigerator. I don't know <laughs> how it got there, why it was there. If I got up in the middle of the night and did it, if my kids were messing with me. But like I said, the first time I did it, it was weird, and the second and third time, it just, I knew exactly where to look. Wait, wait, so this happened multiple times? <laughs> yeah, it, it happened three times. And I don't know if I was walking in my sleep and getting a snack and decided to put that, just set it down there, or I don't know, but I don't know. That's the weirdest place. It's not actually the weirdest place I found something, but I probably shouldn't tell the weirdest place I found something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta keep a PG thirteen around here. Yeah, yeah, it had to do with an X and a class ring. And uh, <laughs> oh anyway, we'll save that for the midnight show. <laughs> All right, short stack. We always appreciate the time, and uh, we'll see you again on Monday. Hey, you boys, have a good day. <laughs> well, uh, Jackson Bruce, short stack, always giving us a laugh and. Uh, he provided some great content there once again. Uh, let's get into our goaded topics for today. We've got some good ones for you. Uh, our first one, though, your goaded TV dad. Jackson, I want to hear what you got. 
All right, so I thought about this, and there's a few that I really like. I like, uh, um, I like Uncle Phil from okay. Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and I also like um, Modern Family Phil. Oh, Phil, Phil, yeah, Phils are great, but the best one of all time is Red Foreman from that '70s show. Yes, yes, good one. I, I've got some quotes for you that you'll love. Uh, one, he was, um, he was talking to his wife, Kitty and she goes, red, do you think I'm smart? And he goes, Oh, that's what we're going to do today. We're going to fight. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, he was talking about being a dad to Eric. He goes, yelling is the only part of being a father that I enjoy. And then I, I think my favorite one though, is when, uh, uh um, I think Eric gets like a, a, a purple nurple. And he goes, responsible people don't go around getting their nipples twisted. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I go red for him, and he's just so angry all the time. He's wanting to put a foot in people's anus all the time. Like, I just, I love the guy. He's the best part of that show. So, my favorite was actually Phil off Modern Family. Oh, I love uh, Phil off Modern Family. He is great, man. He is fantastic. I actually had a couple quotes, too. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a couple. My favorite was, um, uh, it was, oh, I don't remember what episode it was. But anyways, the quote is, uh, that was hardly porn. It was a topless woman on a tractor. You know what they call that in Europe? A serial commercial. <laughs> <laughs> and my other one was uh, he was referencing to him being a, a cool dad. He goes, I'm a cool dad. That's my thing. I'm hip. I surf the web. I text LOL, laugh out loud. Oh, my God. Uh, or OMG. Oh, my God. And WTF. Why the face? Oh, <laughs> that just reminded me of my WTF. And then I and then there's also like I think he says an, uh, another one after that. Um, and he goes, BJ, blue jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. that dude. This dude, that his was he's one of the best. He's one of the best for oh, sure. Oh, I love how he just is best friends with Dylan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his daughter starts dating Dylan and he always just wants to hang out with Dylan. <laughs> I love that. Oh shoot. We better move on to our next goaded topic. And this one is uh kind of on the same uh wavelength as our college meals, but this is today's day and age. What's your favorite microwavable meal? Ooh, microwavable meal. This is a good one. But you can never go wrong with just some pizza rolls, man. Oh, yeah. I love, love me some pizza, pizza rolls. rolls. Big pepperoni pizza roll guy. Huge. By the way, pizza rolls taste 100 times better out of the microwave than they do the oven, and I won't be told differently. I agree with you. you, you yeah, get 100%. It, yeah, they, the oven, they're, they're good. Trash. Gross just tastes dried up yes not in the microwave though nope. not after a minute 30 minute 30 two and a half minutes if you do 15 yep. pizza rolls like me yep i love pizza rolls that's a good choice what about you i've, I've got i do i love microwave stuff dude i love microwavable meals uh but i'm gonna go with uh one that i've had since i was a kid and probably should outgrow them by now but i love spaghettios with meatballs okay all right big spaghettios with meatballs guy everybody i know makes fun of me for it uh i haven't been able to eat them because i've been on keto and so yeah i go spaghettios with meatballs even though pizza rolls are a very good choice as well love that all right our last goaded topic today summer drink jackson what's your go-to when it comes to non-alcoholic i'm going with a razzleberry peace tea 
Okay. Very good. If you like uh, raspberry tea, it's the best, but it's Razzleberry peace tea. It's awesome. Uh, I used to drink those all the time at a walkie downstream when I'd be mowing, me and boys. We'd just head on over, little biker gang of mowers, and we'd uh, go park it at the marina and grab ourselves some peace teas for the day. And then um, also, and then when it comes to alcoholic, I'd say I'm a big Natter Day guy. Natter Day. Love the strawberry lemonade Natter Days. They are fantastic beers. Um, get those out on the golf course. Get those out on the beach. Get those out in your backyard. Get those out wherever, wherever you want. Just probably not at work. But like, I'm, I, dude, I'm relaxing. I'm chilling with a Natter Day. Love that. Mine, my non-alcoholic is not is uh, an Arnold Palmer, dude. Ooh, an Arnie Palmy. Yeah, right. a little lemonade, a little tea action. Yeah. Um, we can never go wrong with that, um, especially, you know, out on the golf course. I'll even have one every now and then. Um, but my favorite alcoholic summer drink, a little tequila sunrise. Okay. All right. Okay. You got the beautiful, you got the vibrant uh, layers, all the beautiful colors in there with just a little bit of tequila. Nothing better. Nothing, Nothing better, better than it's that. A, it's a girly drink. But listen, I got accused of liking Bud Light seltzers. Dude, so. you do like Bud Light seltzers. No, it's allegedly. You allegedly. love, dude, you love Bud Light seltzers. Like you come into the crossing and you order them. Allegedly. Dude, I'm here to snitch. Dustin Whatever, loves man. Bud Light seltzers. Shout, by the way, shout out to my guy, Ron. I know he doesn't listen to the podcast because he probably doesn't know it exists. But my guy, Ron, down at... um. He's, he's one of the Budweiser reps. He, he's the one who helped stock your fridge full of Bud Light seltzers. By the way, um, I was in your apartment today hanging with, oh. your, hanging with your roomie. Shout out, Tyler. I don't know if we've ever shouted him out on the podcast. but I don't think so. He needs to grow up. But um, I, I, I saw a used Bud Light seltzer can by your bed, which he is now using with his sheets. Uh <laughs> I can't go back. Oh, oh dude, don't, don't you worry. I got more. He needs to clean your apartment up, bro. FaceTime no. him today. FaceTime him today. Ask him why your apartment looks like it does. No. <laughs> I don't even want to know. <laughs> I don't even want to know. Oh, man. <laughs> Give me a break, dude. <laughs> I went in there and he goes, dude, don't tell Dustin, but it's pretty messy in here. I'll get it cleaned up. Today's cleaning day. I'm like okay, yeah, buddy. right, dude. Yeah, right. Oh. There's well, he, he's been ordering a lot of Domino's, bro. No, there's a Domino starting to stack. <laughs> yes. L plus ratio. Oh yeah, That's dude. Tough. He's he, he's like, dude. I I I've been eating a lot of Domino's lately. <laughs> And he's not lying. He's not lying. Oh no! He has it not been fasting like at all. Dominoes in there, doesn't it? Oh, it smells in there. Yeah, it smells oh. like Domino's. No, it smells like Domino's and feet. Oh, <laughs> gross! All right, that's gonna wrap things up for this episode of the Outside Scoop Podcast. We appreciate everybody tuning in, and we'll see you guys again on uh, on Monday. Yeah, on Monday. we'll we'll see you then. All right, sounds good. We'll talk to you later.